Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Well, I don't know how many football fans we have in the room, but if 2023 is anything like those playoff games, just that we in for a treat this year in 2023. Uh, I was just on football overload yesterday. I wasn't even cheering for a team. I was just cheering for whoever had the ball because I just wanted to keep scoring more points. And uh, it was a it was a great it was a great uh, a great year. If uh, if you're not a football fan, I'm I'm praying for you today. Um, <laughs> Oh man, what a what an awesome awesome day! Um, before before we get uh, before we get into this, um, man, I just want to say how grateful I am to have the opportunity to share the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ with you today. I want to say how grateful I am that you would make this a priority by showing up today and being in this room by watching online right now. So I want you to know, I'm so incredibly grateful for the opportunity that God has given me to, to be a leader in this house. Uh, and, uh, and I just want to say thank you. I want to start this year by saying thank you for being here. Thank you for prioritizing this. And uh, thank you for, uh, for, for being in the room, for watching online. And I really do believe that God has some very, very, very special things for us this year. You know, we... We ended last year, um, and we ended last year, and I, that sounds really nice back there, um, but it's going to be very distracting for me. Uh, and so I'm just going to be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to feel like I'm going to start breaking out in song, and nobody in this place wants that. It's not how they want to start the year, okay? They're going to be like, uh, can he go back to preaching sometime? Hey, but uh, listen, this was in your seat, okay? This was in your seat because today is going to be a little bit different, all right? Today is going to be a little bit different. Uh, this is not just going to be a sermon. Today we're going to kind of uh, turn this into a little workshop. And uh, I want to, if you were with us at the end of the year, uh, then you'll recognize this. If you weren't, I'll make sense of it real quick. That we ended the year uh, last year with a question that we're going to carry out uh, through this year. And the question is this, what matters most? What matters most? We have to find the answer to that question, and then we have to pay attention to the answer to that question throughout the year. And the reason that the, the, that question is essential to our entire year is because we have declared 2023 to be our year of Legacy. Everybody say legacy. legacy. We, we, we came out of 2022, and 2022 was our year to advance. And so we're going to start saying this is the year of, you know, legacy, and you'll start saying it every week, you know, and, and inevitably somebody's, you know, out of their muscle memory is going to say it's with the year, and they're going to say to advance, and everybody else is going to say legacy, and you're going to say advance, and it's going to be awkward for a moment. Don't feel awkward about that, okay? Uh, but it's going to happen. But this is our year of legacy, and the big idea in 2023 is this. Live the legacy you want to leave. Live the legacy that you want to leave. You see, everybody talks about leaving a legacy, but here's the truth. You cannot leave something greater than you lived. <laughs> so if you want to leave a legacy, you want to leave a legacy for your children, you want to leave a legacy for your coworkers, you want to leave a legacy uh, for uh, for your community, if you want to leave, if we as, as, as a church want to leave a legacy in our community, then we have to live the legacy that we want to leave. And that's why using this filter of what matters most is going to help us make the decisions that we need to make in order to live a life that most matters. And so next week, we're going to start a series entitled Legacy. As we do every year, we, we start the year with the series, whatever that the word of the year is. And so we're going to start that next Sunday. But this Sunday, on January 1st, the first day of the year, this is what I want to do. I want to lay a foundation 
and create a, a focus for our year, to create a focus for 2023. As I said a moment ago, this is going to be a little different. Today's going to be a little interactive. You're going to be participating in the sermon today. No, you're not going to have to get up here and speak or talk or talk to your neighbor or anything like that, okay? So for all of the people that have just had a hot flash and got nervous, no, it's not going to happen, okay? It's going to be a little bit of, of a workshop, and here's the purpose, because today is all about you preparing for your next 364. Because after today, there are 364 days left in 2023. And today, I want to do everything that I can to help prepare you to live the life that you really want to live in these next days in 2023. So today, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about three foundational elements of life. And we're going to talk about how these, how these foundational elements create a fundamental focus for us each and every day. And we're going to start with gratitude. We're going to start with gratitude. Everybody say gratitude. gratitude. Now, gratitude is, is a funny thing, and it can be tricky. Because I have yet to meet many people who will admit, yeah, I'm just an ungrateful person. I just haven't talked with a whole lot of people that like just, yeah, I'm just being really ungrateful this week. I'm really ungrateful today. I haven't talked to a whole lot of people that do that, but I have talked with a whole lot of people who are not grateful. Now, let me do the best, my best to clear up this tricky situation. That is that the prefix un means not Some of you are already getting it, okay? <laughs> what that means is, is that if you are in a state of being or a way of behaving that is not currently grateful, you are, by definition, ungrateful. <laughs> if you are not in a state and condition of giving thanks then you are ungrateful. But here's what we know. We know like ungrateful is a bad thing. So we're like, well, I mean, I'm not ungrateful. I'm just not grateful right now. <laughs> the Bible has a lot to say about gratitude, this topic of gratitude. First Thessalonians chapter five, it says this. It says, give thanks in all. Everybody say all. all. In all circumstances. For this is God's will for you who are in Christ Jesus. Meaning that if you are a follower of Christ, giving thanks is not conditional, nor is giving thanks optional. Instead, giving thanks is essential. But now you also need to know that the Bible would not ask you to do something that is not possible. So if it says give thanks in all circumstances, what does that mean for us? It means that there is always something to be thankful for. The Bible wouldn't say give thanks in all circumstances and there would be something that you can give thanks for. So this means that there is always something. No matter what we are going through, no matter what day of the week it is, there is always something for us to be grateful for, which means we have a responsibility. Our responsibility is to find it and give it. I have to find what it is that I can be grateful for, and then I have to give thanks for it. I have to be able to see it, and then I need to say it. Now, I want, to I want you to see, it's not just seeing it and recognizing it. It is also verbalizing it and saying it. Everybody say, see it, see it. And, say it. and say it. Okay, that is real gratitude. Because I've met plenty of people who say, well, I've, I've, got that, that, I've got gratitude down in my heart. It's just like that joy that they talk about, right? I got that joy, joy way down deep in my heart. And I'm like, well, you should tell your attitude. <laughs> I mean, that joy should come out a little bit. It's the same with gratitude. Don't say I have a grateful heart. Is there a habit of giving thanks in my life? Because I've got to see it and I've got to say it. 
And this should become our new disposition in life. This should be our way of life. Gratitude should be our way of life. You say, how do you know? Because it says this is the will of God for you. The will of God is that you would live life this way. Now, here's what the psalmist says in Psalm 92. He says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Look, it, it, it is good for you when you give thanks to the Lord. I mean, studies now show that studies have linked gratitude to increased satisfaction, increased motivation, increased energy, better sleep, better health, reduced stress and sadness. Studies on gratitude have shown that grateful people are more engaged with their environment leading to greater personal growth and self-acceptance and stronger feelings of purpose and meaning. What does gratitude do for you? It gives you a greater sense of purpose and meaning. It helps you to grow and to keep growing into who God created you to be. It makes you more aware of the environment that you found yourself in. And I think that's why Zig Ziglar, the famous speaker and author, said this. He said, gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. Well, just think about it from a common sense standpoint. If the studies show what gratitude does for you and you are grateful in your life, then you are going to have increased motivation, increased energy, increased satisfaction. You're going to get better sleep at night. You're going to have better health. You're going to reduce your stress. You're going to reduce your sadness. And you're going to be more engaged with your environment. You're going to have greater personal growth and self-acceptance. And you're going to be more aware of your purpose and meaning in life. Well, of course. Of course there's going to be more to be grateful for because what you're grateful for is creating more to be grateful for. It's the way God designed it. That's why the psalmist says it's good whenever you give thanks to the Lord. It's good when you live with gratitude. And so here's what we're going to do today. Right there on your card, on, on your year of legacy, on, on, on one side it says three things that you are grateful for. You say, well, I didn't bring a pen. That's why we put them in the seat backs in front of you so you wouldn't have any excuses not to participate. Here's what you're going to do right now. And now they're going to start playing music behind me. And, and here's what we're going to do right now. <laughs> you're going to take this card and you are going to write down what are three things that you're grateful for. Everybody in the room, unless you're stubborn and don't love Jesus, you're going to write down three things today that you are grateful for. And then guess what? After you write those three things down, we give you a couple minutes to do that. Or not a couple minutes, maybe. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to give you a little bit of time. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to practice giving thanks. All right? We are going to practice, not, not just seeing it, recognizing it. We're going to say it. We're going to give it. We don't just say, oh, okay, I've got these things. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm in my heart. No, no, no. We're going to say it. All right. Take out your sheet. Take out your pen. Three things that you are grateful for. Write them down right now. And then we are going to give thanks.
more seconds. A few more seconds. And then we're going to give thanks. This is like a little workshop today. What I'm hoping is that this will create a morning routine for you. Writing down three things that you're grateful for. It's one of the things I do almost every single morning. I write down three things. I don't let them be the same three things in a three-week cycle. So I'm going to write... I'm, I'm going to write down almost 21 things a week that are all different, which then there's going to be 21 different the next week, 21 different the next week. So I'm, I'm trying to force myself to find things to be grow for. I, I hope this becomes a practice in your life. And I don't just write them down on a, on a paper, okay, and say, okay, I'm grateful for this. No, then I take what I wrote down and I say, God, I'm so grateful for this sausage biscuit that I'm eating right now. God, thank you so much. It is just delicious. You know, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, that, I, I, you laughed. I'm being serious, okay? I mean, that's where. Sometimes that's where the gratitude is, right? Um, whatever it is, I hope this becomes a practice because gratitude is good. It's good. It's good whenever you give thanks to the Lord. It's, it, it's good. It, it's a good practice in meaning it's also good for you. It's good for you. All right, I want you to stand up right now. I want you to stand up. I want you to stand up. We're going to just take about 60 seconds right now. And whatever it is that you wrote down, I want you to verbalize it. You don't have to shout it. You don't have to scream it. You don't even have to say it loud enough for the person next to you to hear it. But I want you to say out of your mouth, I want you to give thanks to God and say, God, I'm thankful for A, B, and C. I'm thankful for one, two, three. Come on, right now, whatever it is that you're thankful for, I want you just to say it to God right now. Say, God, I'm thankful. Whatever you wrote down. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my wife. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my house. I'm thankful for your goodness. I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful for your mercy. God, thank you for your faithfulness. Whatever it is that you wrote down, God, I'm thankful today that I'm here. I'm thankful for a new year because this last year was not what I wanted it to be. God, I thank you for a fresh start. I thank you for a new beginning. Whatever it is that you wrote down, come on, verbalize it right now and just say, God, I thank you. God, I give you thanks right now. I see it. I see it, but I'm going to say it right now. God, I give you thanks. I give you thanks right now. Out of the depths of my heart, I am verbalizing to you, saying, God, I thank you. I recognize your hand in it, and I thank you for it. I give you thanks today for these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on. All right, you can be seated. You can be seated. You can be seated. All right. All right, part one done. Part one done. All right, moving on to Part number two, we're going to talk about prayer. Prayer, everybody say prayer. prayer. Okay, so remember, we're talking about foundational elements that create a fundamental focus for us. So we've got this gratitude aspect that we want to incorporate into every day. We want to incorporate every day. We want to have things that we're grateful for, and we don't want to just want to say, oh, well, I'm a grateful person. I recognize that. I want to practice that. I want to say that out loud. And listen, it works awesome when you say it to God, but you know what awesome? It also works awesome. It also works awesome when you say it to your spouse. I'm grateful for this today. I am grateful for you today, right? It, it's, a, it's amazing. Your coworker, your ball, whatever it is, it's, it, it works with God, but guess what? Uh, gratitude works with, with, with people as well, if you weren't aware. Okay, here's the, se the second thing. The second thing is prayer, okay? Second thing is prayer. Prayer. Prayer is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things, but listen, prayer also changes us. Prayer changes things, but prayer also changes us. And both are very important, and both are reasons that we pray. And that's why I really encourage you in this 21 days of prayer and fasting starting on Wednesday, I really encourage you not just to be in the room on Wednesday nights here for prayer, but join us on this prayer journey. Take a little extra time during these 21 days to pray because prayer really does make a difference. And the, the Bible is full of miracles, miracles that, that came from people's prayers. People prayed and God moved. <laughs> People prayed in faith, and miracles happened. We see healing miracles. We see food multiplication miracles. We see pregnancies happen. We see people escaping prison. We see the sun standing still. I mean, miracles happen whenever people prayed. This is what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11. He says, I tell you the truth. 
You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. All right, now listen, I know people got questions about this, and they're like, but yeah, but you know, this person of faith, and they prayed, and you know, they, they didn't get healed, and they did, okay, look, answering that question is way above my pay grade, okay? I, I don't, I don't, I can't answer all these questions, but here's what I do know, it takes faith for prayers to be answered. I can't, I can't help you with what prayers do get answered and what prayers don't get answered, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, but I do know this, it takes faith to get prayers answered. That's very clear in the scriptures. And so we must be people that pray with faith because it is faith that, uh, that allows these miracles to come to pass. And this is what the disciples, the disciples saw this. The disciples saw this and they saw Jesus doing all these miracles and they asked you, they said, okay, this guy goes away and prays. He comes back, miracles happen. Okay, I, we need you to teach us how to pray. Now, the interesting thing with that is that the disciples, they, they all grew up Jewish. They, they would have grown up knowing how to pray. They would have grown up reciting prayers in the synagogue, reciting prayers in their home. But here's what they realized. They realized Jesus prayed different. His prayers weren't ritual. They were relational. And they said, we need you to teach us to pray like you pray. And so Jesus teaches them in, in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says, this is how you should pray, our Father. I mean, think about this. They, they've already kind of connected the dots here and said, we need you to teach us because we realize your prayers aren't ritual, they're relational, and we need you to teach. And this is how Jesus starts. Whenever you pray, this is how you should pray, our Father. He starts with a relationship right from the beginning. Not all-powerful God, not Yahweh, not creator of the heavens and the earth. He says, this is how you should pray, Father in heaven. It's relational. It starts relational. He goes on and he says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But all of these things come out of relationship with the Father. Father, today you're going to give me daily bread. Father, today you're going to forgive my sins. Father, today you are going to deliver me from the evil one. It is out of relationship. And it's this relational component of prayer that really changes us. It is our connection with God through our communication with God that actually transforms us on the inside. It is our mind and our heart getting in alignment with his that really makes the difference. Uh, maybe we could say it this way, that our faith in prayer changes things, but our faithfulness in prayer changes us. Our faith in prayer changes things. It takes faith for God to move. That's why we see Jesus saying in the scriptures, you, you, by your faith, you have been healed. By your faith, it is done for you. We see that it is faith that, that changes things, but it is faithfulness in prayer that changes us because as we are faithful to communicate to God, to connect with God, it puts our heart and mind in alignment with his which brings us to this place of, okay, this is a, a, a foundational element. This thing needs to be a fundamental focus for us. And so there, right there on your sheet, you see it next, and it says three things that you're praying for. What are three things that you are praying for? And right now, what we're going to do, you're going to write those things down the same way you just wrote down three things you're grateful for, three things that you're praying for. This can be people, all right? Write down three people you're praying for. Uh, and the music's gonna come behind me because it, it's gonna get real spiritual right now. And so write down three things, okay, three things that you're praying for. Look, it could be, it could be a, a promotion. It could be a person. It could be something you want God to do in your life. It could be something you want God to do in your spouse's life. I don't know what it is. Three things that you're praying for. We're gonna write these three things down and then we're gonna actually pray for them. We're gonna pray for them. We're gonna pray all together and we're gonna pray with faith and we're going to believe 
that these prayers are going to be answered. Write them down right now, three things that you're praying for. You can just write a person's name. You can be more specific than that. Whatever it is that you're praying for, we're going to write it down. Three things you're praying for. Maybe it's what you want God to do in you. Maybe there's things that you want God to change in you. Write those, just write it down. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you, whatever it is that you're praying for. There's nothing right, there's nothing wrong to write down. Nothing right, nothing wrong. Just three things that you're praying for. And then together we're going to pray for the things that we wrote down. you're praying for right now write them down remember there's there's nothing too small that God doesn't care about and there's nothing too big that God can't do something about so something you might write down might be really 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 small that's fine write it down three things be really small God cares about it you care about it God cares about it and there's nothing too big you can't write anything down on that sheet that God's going to go, oh my God, oh, I wish they had wrote something else. No, there's nothing too big that God can't do something about. Okay, all right, let's stand up. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. All right, we're going to stand up now. See, I, I know January 1st, somebody said, I need more exercise. So that's what we're doing right now. So I'm giving you spiritual and physical development today. All right, come on, right now, I want you to pray for those things. I want you to start by saying, Heavenly Father, come on, just tell God, Heavenly Father, these are the three things that I'm praying for right now. Come on, just tell Him, whatever it is, whatever it is that you wrote down, pray for those things right now. Pray for those things. God, I want you to heal my mom. Dad, uh, God, I want you I want you to give my husband that promotion. God, I want you to take care of my children, protect them. God, I, I need help in my finances. God, I need you to do something in me. God, help me to, to forgive and break free from years of bitterness and resentment. God, I need hope this year like never before. Come on, whatever it is, help me break free from this addiction. God, I need you. Whatever it is, just pray. Whatever you wrote down, pray it right now. Pray it right now. God, I, I, and I want you to pray in faith. I want you to pray in faith. Pray knowing that God cares about it. Pray in faith knowing that God already knows what you need before you even wrote it down. Pray knowing that he is a good God and he wants to do good things for you. Come on, whatever it is, pray right now. Father, we thank you. God, we take, I take right now every request, God, every prayer request that was written down, everything, God, and I lift it up to you right now. You are the God of miracles. And God, I pray that the things that were written down on these cards today would be done this year in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Okay, you can be seated. You can be seated. Part three, part three. It's the last part. <laughs> Some of you are like, wait a minute, he said we're having brunch after this. How long is this going? Uh, we don't need it to turn into lunch, you know what I'm saying? This is part three. Part three, we're, we're, we're going to be done right after this. Okay, so, so here, here we are talking about the foundational elements that create a fundamental focus for us. So we have gratitude, we have prayer, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is attitude. Everybody say attitude. That's what so we got, gratitude, we got prayer. And we've got attitude, right? Attitude is vitally important. Just, just the same way that the, the, the gratitude is important in your day, the same way that prayer is vitally important. And, and just, just note when Jesus taught them to pray, right? He prayed, give us today our daily bread, which means what? You have to be praying every day to pray that prayer. 
right? So it's like, okay, so we, we, get, we get what Jesus was saying there. He could have prayed any kind of prayer, but he prayed very specifically, give us today our daily bread. There's something that we need from God today and we need to connect with him in order to get it, right? So, so these are things that we have to do daily. So we need to, we need to have gratitude. Did something just happen? Okay, all right. I just felt like Star Wars or something like came in like, I was like, oh, no, you know, like it's blue up here on me now. I don't know. I was just like, I just want, I didn't want somebody to go, wow, this point number three, like they're getting strategic around here. Light change, like this is like the Yoda moment or something. Like, no, 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 no. All right. It's attitude, okay? Here's what the Bible says. Here's what the Bible says about attitude. The Apostle Paul, leader in the early church in Philippians chapter 2, he wrote this. He said, you must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. You must have the same attitude. Now, the NIV translation says, you must have the same mindset, right? Uh, other translations say, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. The New Living Translation says you must have the same attitude because whenever we define the word attitude, we, we understand where attitude comes from. Attitude, the definition of attitude is a settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. And it's typically, it's reflected in a person's behavior, but it is our settled way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. You see, everyone in the room, every single one of us, we have a settled way of thinking and feeling about the people in our lives. Every one of us, we have a settled way of thinking about our family members, a settled way of thinking about our friends. We have a settled way of thinking about the different people groups on the earth. We have a way of thinking, we have a way of thinking about even about God. There's a way that you even think about yourself, and it is a settled way of thinking, and that settled way of thinking is what creates our daily attitude. But not only do you have a way of thinking about people, you also have a way of thinking about things. You have a way of thinking about pain and adversity. You have a way of thinking about favor and blessing. You have a way of thinking about past events. You have a way of thinking and feeling about your current realities. You have a way of thinking and feeling about future possibilities. There is a settled way of thinking and feeling, and that is our attitude. And this is why the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 12. It's one of our, our favorite verses here. We talk about it a lot. And he says this. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God wants to transform your life, and the way God transforms your life starts with changing the way that we think. I would say it to you this way today, that you can't live a life of faith while consistently thinking and feeling that good things won't happen for you. Some of you just need to take a picture of that and like put it, put it on your phone. Listen, you cannot live a life of faith while consistently thinking and feeling that good things won't happen for you. Yeah. This is why the Apostle Paul wrote, do not copy the behavior and the customs or the patterns that exist within this world. He says, but instead, let God transform you. And he's gonna do that by changing the way that you think. And one of the things that needs to change in the way that we think is we need to start thinking that good things are going to happen for yeah. me in the future. Because I can't live a life of faith without that. Yeah. In Hebrews chapter 11, and, and, and this is where we're gonna spend almost our entire year together as a community. In Hebrews chapter 11, because we, we call this the, the hall of fame of faith, right? This is the chapter of the hall of fame of faith. All of the Old Testament heroes are mentioned right here in this chapter. And their stories all begin the same way. By faith, by faith, Abel, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Sarah, by faith, 
Jacob and Joseph, by faith. They all did it by faith. And here's what I'll tell you about faith. Faith demands a hope for and expectation of a favorable outcome. Faith demands it. If you're going to live a life of faith in 2023, then you have to understand there's got to be a hope for and an expectation of a favorable outcome. Abraham did not walk away from everything that he had ever known, his country, his family in Genesis chapter 12, and go on a journey with God expecting it to not work out. Noah did not start building the ark and go, yeah, this is probably a bad idea. It's probably not going to turn out right. (laughs) We're probably going to (laughs) sink. No, that's not the way it works. Faith demands that you have a hope for and an expectation of a favorable outcome. And here's what I can tell you is that the behaviors of your life are going to follow the beliefs of your life. Your actions are going to follow the beliefs of your life. And your core beliefs, what you really believe, your your core beliefs, listen, what they are doing is they are helping you settle into a way of thinking and feeling. What what happens is, is your core beliefs, they are setting the pattern for you, the pattern of your thoughts, the pattern of your feelings, which is really your attitude. So your core beliefs are setting your attitude. And it is out of that attitude that come your actions. The actions of your life are coming out of the attitude that you have on the inside of you. And and out of the actions of your life, what? Comes the results and the outcome of your life. Mm -hmm. So when you understand the life that I'm living today, it came from the actions that created those results. But those actions came from, right, my way of thinking and, and, and feeling, which is my attitude. And I can take it all the way back from and say, okay, but those thoughts and those feelings are coming out of what I really believe to be true, what I believe to be true about God, what I believe about myself, what I believe about my past, my present, and my future. It's what I believe on the inside of me that is actually creating that. So we need to understand, I cannot live a life of faith. Wait a minute. I can't live the life that God created me to live because God created you to live a life of faith. Mm-hmm. There's no other box to check. <laughs> yep. I can't be like, well, I mean, I might not be able to check that box. But I'll check. No, there is no other box. <laughs> God has called you to live a life of faith. And you cannot live a life of faith if you are not thinking and feeling that good things are not going to happen for you you got to have a hope for and expectation of a favorable outcome in your marriage, a favorable outcome with your children, a favorable outcome on your job, a favorable outcome in your life. You have to believe in a favorable outcome. And out of those beliefs come our attitude, out of that attitude come our actions, and out of those actions it comes the life that we are actually living. William James, the father of, uh, of American psychology, he, he said this. He said, the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes. While I agree with that 100%, he's just like 2,000 years too late. <laughs> Spirituality was way ahead of psychology. <laughs> because this is what the apostle Paul was writing. You better make sure that your attitude lines up with Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ was living, understanding that good things were in his future and that there was going to be a favorable outcome. And you say, well, wait a minute, but he had to die. He had to go to the cross, but the favorable outcome is that he went to the cross for you to go into the grave so three days later he could be risen from that grave so that you would never have to pay for your sins and you could live your whole life forgiven and free. Jesus was believing in a favorable outcome. He understood that good things were in his future. And so spirituality was just way ahead of us. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful for William James. I'm, I mean, I like that quote. I use it all the time. I believe this quote. He just said it close to 1900. Like you're just 1900 years too late, bro. 
You can alter your life by altering your attitude, yes. Because when you start changing the way that you think and you start changing the way that you feel, you will start changing your actions. And when you start changing your actions, you start changing the world that you are living in. Hear me today. Faith isn't just believing that God did something good for you 2,000 years ago. It is also believing that God wants to do something good for you now and in your future. Yes, that's good. Faith is not just believing that 2,000 years ago, Jesus died for you, was raised from the grave. Faith is not just believing that. Faith is believing that today God wants to do something good for me. And tomorrow God wants to do something good for me. And 2023, God wants to do something good for me. I have hope for and expectation of a favorable outcome in my year. It's faith. That's faith. And so here, I want you to write down. I know what you're thinking right now. You're like, man, look at all these blanks. We're not filling out all of them. This is the last one. Okay, three things that you're excited about. Three things that you're excited about. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to write down three things that you're excited about this year because you know what? You're not gonna write down something you're excited about this miserable. <laughs> I'm excited about it not working out. No, you're not gonna write that. So I'm forcing you, guess what? I'm forcing you to write in faith right now. I'm forcing you into your favorable outcome. I'm forcing you to think about the good that's going to happen in your 2023. Write down three things right now, three things you're excited about. Come on, write them down. What are you excited about? What are you excited about happening in this year? Come on, what are you excited about? Maybe it's even something that you wrote down to pray about and you're excited about it now because you're like, man, I'm praying for that promotion. I'm excited I'm gonna get that promotion. I'm praying about my marriage. Man, I'm believing this year, I'm excited the fact that God's gonna restore some things in my marriage. I'm excited. I'm excited this year that my, my son's gonna come back to the Lord. I'm excited. That, I don't know what it is. What are, you, what are you excited? It's a favorable outcome. What are you excited about? You gotta have hope for it, expectation of it. Hope for it, expect, write it down. What, what are you excited about? Come on, what are you excited about? What are you going to get to the end of 2023 and say, yes, God did it. Look at that. I wrote it down and it happened. I wrote it down and it happened by faith. Come on, by faith, Abel, by faith, Noah, by faith, Abraham. But come on, it's by faith, Jennifer. It's by faith, Sam. It's by faith, Steve. It's by faith, Clarissa. It's by faith. It's by faith. By walking in faith, having a hope for and expectation of a favorable outcome, believing good things are in my year, good things are in my future. Come on, write them down, write them down, write them down. Write them down. Just a few more seconds. Write it down. What are you excited about? What are you ready to rejoice about? Come on, what are you ready to rejoice over when God does it for you in 2023? Well, we got to change our settled way of thinking and feeling. we got to let God change the way that we think so we can transform our life, so we can walk this life of faith. So we can walk this life of faith. All right, come on, I want you to stand up now. Stand up, stand up, stand up. This is what we're going to do right now. We're going to have gratitude for our attitude because these three things we wrote down, this is our, our settled way of thinking and feeling about the favorable outcomes of our future. We're going to mix gratitude here with attitude and we're going to thank God that what we wrote down to happen this year is going to happen. Come on, I want you to just begin to thank God. Whatever you're excited about, come on, I want you to get excited about it like it's already finished, like it's already over, like it's already done and just say, God, I thank you. The three things you wrote down, say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. You did it. God, I thank you. You're going to do it. God, I thank you that it's going to happen this year, this month, this week, whatever it is. Come on, God, I, I'm excited about seeing it happen. I'm ready to see 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 it happen. I'm going to see your victory. 
take it home. <clears throat> because these are just some things that I've put together that I believe will really help you. And, and if you take this home and you say, as you see at the bottom there, one thing to keep doing, one thing to start doing, one thing to stop doing. What, what's the one thing that you need to keep doing in your life? What's the th one thing that you need to start doing that you're not doing? And what's one thing that you need to stop doing that you are doing that's robbing you of time, robbing you of joy, robbing you of your peace? What are, what are those things? Do you know if you just did that, if that's all you did, you just identified those three things, one thing in each category, man, it would change your 2023. Keep doing what you need to do. Stop doing what you don't need to do. Start doing one thing you need to poof, change your life. And then on the back, what I call this is the grade eight. The grade eight. And what you need to ask yourself is what's most important in these grade eight areas? What's most important to you this year? Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, environmentally, the environments that you put yourself in, uh, the, the people that you put yourself with, relational, vocational, financial, the grade eight. Listen, if you get really good at the grade eight, well, you live a great life. You're really good in those areas. And you start asking yourself what's most important and you start living out what you define as most important in those areas, I'm telling you, you will have the greatest year of your entire life. And this year, 2023, here's what I want you to do. I simply want you to pay close attention to your GPA. Pay close attention to your GPA. Here's the, here's, the, here's the thing. You say, well, wait a minute. I'm not in school right now. I don't have a GPA. No, no, no. Pay close attention to your gratitude, to your prayer, and to your attitude. Your GPA always, hey, your GPA, it always lets you know where you stand. Going through school, your GPA, it always lets you know where you stand. Guess what? Your GPA this year, 2023, your gratitude, your prayer, and your attitude always going to let you know where you stand. Because I promise you, you let gratitude slip, you let prayer slip, you let your attitude slip, and you slip back into an old way of thinking and feeling about some things and some people. Man, ain't going to be what you want. It's going to be hard for you to live a legacy that you really want to leave if you don't have these three things. So all year you see, say, man, I got to check my GPA. Monday's my day. Every Monday morning I'm checking my GPA. Every Sunday night I'm checking my GPA. Where's my gratitude at? Where's my, not just deep, deep down in my heart. No, am I giving thanks? Where's my prayer at? Oh, man, I had been and praise since I went to church in January. It's April. Like, I mean, I need to check that GPA. I need to pray, right? Where's my attitude at? Where's my settled way of thinking and feeling? Where's it at? Where's it at? I promise you, if you keep these things where they need to be, 2023 is going to be a great year for you. Why? Because you're going to be living a legacy that you want to leave. You're going to be living a legacy that you want to leave. I encourage you to take this home. I encourage you to walk yourself through this. Once again, just foundational elements that are creating a fundamental focus for you. These things will help you live the life that God wants you to live because these things will help you to live a life of faith this year and to, and to experience victory in your life. Let me pray for you before Pastor Clarissa comes. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much, God. God, we stand in awe right now. God, we stand in awe of you. God, we stand in awe of your grace and of your mercy. God, we stand in awe of who you are. Right now, as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, how many of you would just be honest right now and say, Philip, I just need a fresh start in my life. Like, I need a fresh start with God. I need a fresh start with people. Like, on this January 1st, I just, I need a fresh start. You'd be honest enough to say, that, that's me today. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to ask you to step on an aisle. I'm not going to ask you to come down front. But right there where you are, say, I just need a fresh start. That's what I need. Come on, just lift up your hand right there where you are. You say, I, I just need a fresh start today. 
I recognize that. I need a fresh start in my life. I need a fresh start in my faith journey. I need a fresh start with God. I need a fresh start with people in my life. I just need a fresh start. Come on, just leave, leave that hand up for a moment. And we're going to pray. Now, how many of you say, Philip, I, I, I want to know what matters most so that I can live a life that most matters. I want to live the legacy that I want to leave this year in 2023. You say, that's me. I want to live the legacy that I want to leave. Come on, if that's you, lift up your hand right now. Lift up your hand. Say, that's me. I want to live the legacy that I want to leave in 2023. Come on, everybody in the room, why don't you pray this prayer after me? Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. I know that you are who you say you are. And you can do what you say you can do. I need you to forgive me of my sins. Give me a fresh start. Give me a new beginning. I want to live the legacy that you have called me to leave on this earth. Help me each and every day to make the decisions that will make that possible. Father, I pray for each and every one of us this year as we go throughout the year that we would constantly reflect on our GPA this year, that we would constantly reflect on our gratitude, on our prayer, and our attitude, that every single day, God, we would make it a priority not just to have gratitude in our heart, but to express gratitude, to give thanks, that every day we would not just have thoughts of prayer, but God, that we would actually pray, that we would that we would do as Jesus, uh, as Jesus modeled for us. Us. Give us today our daily bread and that every single day we would check our attitude, our settled way of thinking and feeling about the things and people in our life. God, help us. Help us this year to do these things so that we might live the life that you created us for. And it is in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody in the room said, amen. Come on, can we thank God for it today? Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.